Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode, what, 42? That's right. 42 of Drunk on the Bucket. I don't know what date it is. I apologize. I think it's the 15th. I'm all kind of discombobulated. I'm driving my truck right now, you know. Um, what, what are you but, going to do, though, Carl? What are you going to do? Tell us that. I'm going I'm going to pick up food for my wife, you know, because I'm a good husband. Good and man. I try. I try. It makes up for some of my transgressions. It's not all of them, you know. <laughs> And at least while you're while you're away, I'm not drinking with you. So, you know, <laughs> that's a plus in and of itself. Carl, I think I've learned two things from you, man. I'm divorced because I didn't go pick my pick my wife up, my ex-wife food up. And number two, I drink too much. So those are the two things I think I've learned in life with you. And I just want to say I appreciate it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're probably divorced for more reasons than that. But... <laughs> We don't have enough time to cover. <laughs> okay. Good point. So, good point. Anyway, as as you probably heard, I'm joined by Josh Bailey. We have a very special guest, two actually, but one, you know, he's our homeboy. He's come around quite a bit. He's over there in Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken, on the right. wild health wild health genomes. You know, I I really look before I introduce you. I want a fucking jersey. How can I get a jersey? So we usually have like special jersey giveaways and then you can bid on online for them. Or if you tell me you want whichever one you want, I can secure it for you and then just give it to you whenever I get back home. I just like, I love the fucking name. Like I love, I love shit like that, you know? Um, I'm sorry, Chase Fallow, you know him, you, you probably recognize him. We also have his left-handed pitcher. He's got some nasty junk, he said. Probably throws 98, but, you know. <laughs> it's Ryan Kellogg. He's from Canada, so cut him some slack. He'll be really, really nice. Uh, I'll, I'll kinda, he'll balance me out, though. I'll be the mean one, and then he'll be the nice guy. Thank yes. God. Yeah, thank God you're here, Ryan. You'll, you, hopefully you'll save me a little bit. We'll see what you I can do. No promises, though. You and JB might fight over being the nicest guy on the podcast, so. <laughs> So one of the one of the cool things that you know the opportunity to talk to you guys is a, an opportunity to really look into what it's like to play ball, be on the road, that kind of deal. What you guys experience in doing it, Chase? I know you've done it for quite some time now. Um, Ryan, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe you can talk about how long you've been doing it, but the ins and outs of a season, traveling a lot, um, kind of on that grind to to kind of do your thing and, and prove yourself and, and try and make a name for yourself. Right, I'll let you go first. Yeah, um, this is my eighth professional season. Uh, came from Canada, spent, played three years in college, and then now uh, was drafted by the Cubs in 2015 and now playing here in Kentucky. Um, yeah, I mean, we're on the road a lot. I think it's gotten a little bit better now. Um, ironically, COVID helped us a little bit before we played some pretty brutal schedules. Um, you're on the home for three at one place for four, another place for three, back home for four, road for another three, home for seven. Like we were just all over the place. Now I feel like they've done a better job of, you're gonna be in one spot for six or seven days. It's a little bit easier to manage, but yeah, we spend a lot of time on the road and uh, the schedule can be pretty brutal. We had one time where we played 21 straight had one day off and then played 14 straight. Oh Lord. Even if it's doing something you love, man, that sounds like a grind. You know, it's it's kind of like I was telling my, my kid earlier today, doing too much of a good thing turns into a bad thing sometimes, you know. And I can imagine how that's pretty grueling on you when, what, 30-something uh, days in a row and you get one day off, you know, that's a, that's a lot. Well, it's a little bit easier for me because I'm a pitcher. So, like, when I was starting, it was great. You got your every – five or six day rotation anyway as a reliever you throw a day a couple days off you do it again but guys like chase who have to play every day or every other day like i don't know how those guys do it as a pitcher there's days where we're completely checked out <laughs> like all right well i got nothing to do today you guys go have fun so chase probably has to deal with that a little bit more than i do so i respect those guys that have to go out there all the time that is tough i mean playing 18 straight innings 27 straight innings. I mean, it's it takes a toll on the body, but at the end of the day, it's 
it's all worth it though. I mean, it's, it's what you signed up to do for. And I mean, you're, you're actually playing a kid's game and at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Like you got to remember it's, it's just the game. So like, I forgot whoever said it long way back when, if you're hitting 300, three out of 10 times, you're going to be in the hall of fame. I mean, just that sample size is, it's tough to get three hits at 10 at bats to put it into perspective. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely a grind. I mean, you're at the field for 10 hours a day, six days a week, and kind of it, it gets repetitive, but it's easy to get into a routine with that, though. Yeah, for sure. And when you're talking about three out of 10, it's, it's crazy because my 10-year-old, my daughter plays softball. And so in her mind, Ryan, I'm kind of giving you a little backstory, but in her mind, if she's not successful every single time at the plate, it's like failure. Yeah, and so trying to trying to break that that mentality and tell her, hey, look, three out of ten is good. Right. Like nothing else on this planet is three out of ten usually good, right? But in in baseball, softball, three out of ten is phenomenal. If you can do that, you're gonna be fine. And then it's just every that goes against everything that we kind of teach kids from grade school up. You know, it's I mean even a grading scale, right? Three out of ten is failing. But in baseball and softball, it's, it's success. So it's a, yeah. it's a crazy, it's a crazy concept for them to, to really grasp, you know? But no, like you said, I mean, three out of 10 is tough, but it's one of those things that also teaches you how to deal with failure. Cause you're going to fail in other aspects of life. Like it doesn't matter what it is. So teaching yeah. you to learn to fail at this rate is tough, but at least it gives you that like, okay, I failed. How do I make that adjustment? What do I need to do differently? And like failure is okay. Like it's not what everybody wants. Nobody goes out there trying to fail in anything they do in life. But when it happens, how do you respond to it? And I feel like baseball is a good teacher for that because you're going to fail more in this sport than you are in probably any other or any other aspect of life. No, so, so, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Ryan, do you think that like um, it's so it's one of those situations where it's so easy to like say, but like if you if you tell someone younger than you like trying to make their name, right, whether it's high school ball, college ball, whatever they're trying to do next, just playing a higher level of ball, like what what do you think someone has to go through to really like understand that of like hey three out of ten is fantastic right or like every time for instance for you every time you go out to pitch it doesn't have to be like a perfect game every single time right you kind of have to go through those steps and learn from it is it something that you have to experience um or is it something that that you think you can kind of learn and, and be taught kind of throughout your experience i think you kind of have to go through it to understand what that level of failure is like like you do bad on one test in your math class, like you can study, you can do better on the next one, but like you can't fail seven math tests in a row and pass that class. You just can't do it. So like, you go through it or to do it day in, day out. Like Chase has to go up to the plate every day. Like, all right, I have three or four at bats today. If I get one hit, I had a good day. Like the other two could be the worst at bats that you feel of your life. But like at the end of the day, learning how to, Accept that first at bat where you struck out on three pitches, and then go ahead and double your next at bat, and then third at bat you look terrible again. You're like, I had a good day. Like, yeah. If you don't experience that, nobody else can really comprehend that. I don't. I, at least in my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think one of the one of the reasons why I personally wasn't that great in baseball is because it was such a mental game for me. Right. It was I, I would just get emotionally involved in it and like down on myself so much where you can't necessarily let that aggression out. And Chase, you may be able to relate to this like this. is I was a catcher, obviously not, nowhere near your level mm -hmm. of, of participation here, Chase. But like that's why I love catching is because I could get some of this energy and, and, and uh, really emotion out because I was doing something every single time. Right. How does, how does being a, a catcher, you know, obviously, you know, one out of three hits, one out of four hits is a, is a pretty dang good day. How does that kind of impact that mentality that, that we're talking about here? So, I mean, yeah, it's like, honestly, like one of the reasons why I stuck with catching growing up is because one, you're involved in every single pitch and it's not like you're an outfielder or a first baseman. You maybe get one ground ball a game. You It's, the pitcher and the catcher, if there's no pitcher or catcher, the game doesn't go on. So to kind of like be in that role and like kind of all eyes on you, it's makes you have to pay really close attention to detail and like just you really like can't mess up, but it's okay to mess up because 
on average, there's 200 and something pitches thrown in the game. I mean, you mess up one pitch out of 290. You'll be all right. Pretty fucking good. I mean, <laughs> it, it's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's all about having a short attention span. And, it's like, you can't let the bat – say you struck out on three pitches. You can't take that at bat into catching and because it's just – it's not going to mesh well. And it's almost kind of – hey, dude. Like – the, the, look, let, let's uh, let's give up. <laughs> the, biggest al- the biggest asshole on campus is here, ah. Tyler Jensen. Oh, what's up, what's Tyler? Up? I just came up in the middle of a good conversation, so I was just staying quiet. <laughs> Can I just say that like one Jensen brother won a state championship this weekend? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he did. He's just in the over on under on how long that would take to come up. <laughs> not, very, not very long. <laughs> leave, leave it, leave it to Carl, man. Leave it to Carl to bring it up. That's all. That's all. Wait, to bring up what? Just to talk shit about uh, one uh, Jensen brother winning the state championship. Yeah, well, I mean, the best part was he beat Carl's alma mater, so that was fantastic. <laughs> that's win. That, they made it even more special, you know. Literally, I've I've listened to slash watched two games this year. Once was when they beat them, beat Lutcher, what, two weeks ago? And then the state championship game. Yeah. So, I don't, I'm not really a big uh, follower, supporter. Like, it didn't kill me that they lost. Um, obviously, I was rooting for them. But either way, it was, uh, you know, something to, something to be happy for, right? Yeah. It was, and like, it, was, it was a really good game, too, man. It really was. It was um, – I mean, Burrow had second and third, two outs, you know, state championship on the line. And, uh, you know, third baseman for Lutcher made a pretty good play on like a slow roller to end the game. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's how a state championship game is supposed to be. Uh, but, man, like they had a couple of big moments. Like Ryan had a sophomore who had all five RBIs, had a grand slam and third yeah. in it. Um, brought in a senior who, who doesn't pitch a ton, pitches a little bit, came in with first and second, nobody out. And got a strikeout, a line out, and a ground out you know, to, to preserve the, the lead and win the game. It was – it's how baseball is supposed to be played. You know, you see so many high-scoring just um, blowouts with the split and stuff. And, man, it was it was how a state championship game is supposed to be. It's supposed to come down to the end. You're supposed to want to throw up because you're so nervous. <laughs> um, and it just – it was it was good. It was a really good game uh, and obviously a really good night for our family. So, How much did y'all drink that evening? I mean, we, we, drove, we, we drove to Lutcher from uh, Sulphur, so that was a little bit of a hike. And then we, we actually came home last night, so it really wasn't too, too bad. I mean, I'm pretty sure they drank a ton. Um, but we, we just – we had to get home, dude. We were just all just exhausted. It was a long day, and it was hot. And, uh, I mean, we got home probably about 2, 2.15, I guess. Okay. Is that your brother's first? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, he, he was he was runners up. He was runner up um, last year, last, year before. Yeah, and he was an assistant my junior year whenever we wanted to. So, um, yeah, but yeah, they lost to Starlington last year in the finals. So he's somewhat familiar in terms of the territory. Just never oh, yeah. uh, officially brought uh, brought home the. Uh, I shot him a text earlier today. I said, "Hey, man, congrats! You know, I, I know it won't be the first one. You know, just just pumped up about him." He responded, "He was like, yeah." And then it was against Berwick, so even better. I was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> For he even, Good. He sorry. he even he even made a comment on like an uh, interview uh, with KBZE. Um, they uh, said somebody remember St. Mary Parish like, "Yeah, you know, I'm Lutcher through and through." But I know there's a lot of people in Patterson who are. Uh, we're really enjoying this one today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just to give everybody a little bit of insight, what well, I think it was my senior year, if I'm not mistaken, at Patterson. I, I played at Patterson High School, and uh, Ryan was my was the head coach there. So a, a lot of good history. We, we got to play Carl. Um, we were in the same district, so uh, and they 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 spanked us pretty bad typically. So we always tried to be the the, the underdog coming through, but that never happened. But man, Tyler, just super pumped for for the family, and obviously Ryan and. And uh, the Lutcher Bulldogs, man. I got some kid folk that live in Lutcher, bro. So, you know. You got family everywhere. My God. <laughs> I, got a big, I got a big family, man. Look at this. You know that, dude. Jesus. You know, you know how them Catholics are, bro. They just be producing. <laughs> they're, like, they're like pollen, bro. They just spread their, you know, 
there's swimmers everywhere. But like, is that maybe the mindset or is that just y'all own like personal viewpoints on it? I don't, I don't think it's a mindset. It's kind of like, uh, call it superstition, if you will. Like, I don't want to go into the training room for a bruise and be like, hey, check out this bruise. Because I mean, you, you, you're going to look soft. I mean, especially catching. I mean, you get beat up all the time. So it's like, if you go in there for every little thing, it's like, okay, this dude's uh, a pussy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, so, so Chase, t- so you you set it up so much better than I did. So do you think that that could be a possible judgment upon you being that like it is something where you guys are dealing with a very competitive environment, right? Yeah. Very competitive atmosphere. I mean, I don't, I don't think it can be used against you, but then I don't think it could benefit you either. I think it's kind of just like that neutral gray area. I mean, granted, there's some guys that like go stretch and foam roll. I think like that's different. Whereas like if you're constantly getting like cupped, dry needle, like um, scraped and all this good stuff, I think that's kind of be like, okay, like maybe we need to take a different approach with this guy to be able to where we don't have to do this work on him every day. Um, that's just my take on it. I mean, you might have a different opinion. No, I would agree. I mean, if you're in there actively getting treatment every single day, then either your prep work in the off season sucks or your body's just not meant to play baseball. Yeah. And like you can't handle the, the schedule or your prep work sucks. And that's why you go out there and every day you, you tweak something or something doesn't feel quite right. Like you said, there are some, there are some guys that are in there for every little thing and being in there to get that looked at. If you can't handle it yourself, there's certain things you just have to suck up. Like you're never going to feel good for 140 days in a row. I don't care who you are. Like there's going to be days. Caffeine will fix that for you though. <laughs> well, boy, do, do I know that? Oh, too well. <laughs> but no, it's like, if you're in there every day for, for every little thing, no, if you're in there for things where you're like, Hey, look, like I foam rolled, I stretched, I did whatever I could to get myself like, ready. Pre- like preventative stuff, preventative or like prep work muscle activation stuff if you go out there you do all that stuff and you still can't get yourself ready to play then go see a trainer like that's that's the way i would see it like i'm not going to get treatment like oh yeah i threw six innings yesterday i'm a little bit sore like you're supposed to be sore like that's just how your body works especially playing at that at that kind of level right for six for six straight innings there's going to be some aches and pains in there what what do you guys do you guys think this kind of goes you know pretty well with kind of a a big question that i had is in terms of like i don't know if you call it a clubhouse right i haven't played baseball it's a clubhouse okay great man tell me about the culture right culture is really big for the business that we do right like you got to have a great company culture like man, it's a grind, right? You guys are in a competitive environment from my understanding. You guys travel a lot. There's a lot of games. There's a lot of hours put into it. What is the clubhouse culture, man? Like that, give us maybe a quick little overview of, of what y'all's experience has been. Like. So, I mean, I've, I've been in multiple different clubhouses in my playing career, some good, some bad. Um, but this year it's like, I feel like the clubhouse is like kind of, intact and like unique because you have different guys from all over the country and all over the world um who are just meeting each other for the first time and um it kind of helps me because like I can interact with the Latin players because I speak a little bit of Spanish and can understand what they're saying a little bit um habla espanol un poco but, <laughs> uh, it, it's and we also have a bunch of guys that have played in the major leagues on our team too so it's for me, I'm going to call myself a younger guy because there's some people that are 35, 36 on the team and I'm 25. So just kind of be able to pick their brain and like to understand like some like I wouldn't call it do's and don'ts, but like they've experienced everything there is in baseball to kind of like how can I use what we're talking about to help my future. And so, I mean, pretty much everybody in the clubhouse is A1. I mean, they're, they're awesome. No, I love that. You know, there, there's a really good saying. Uh, this is not my saying whatsoever, but uh, in in life, you should always have a mentor, and you should always be mentoring. So, right. Chase, I think that I think that just speaks volumes to you in terms of like you're looking, you know, you're looking up to folks. Be like, man, give me give me this wisdom. Like, yeah. Let me know. Let me know what's going on. And then at the same time, I'm sure you're doing the same, right? Passing it down. Yeah, and I mean, um, we fuck around all the time too. I mean, there, there's all kind of shit going on in the clubhouse. I mean, music, card game, dancing, like it's. If you've never experienced it's you probably wouldn't understand it, but like 
it's it's a different atmosphere in there because I mean you got like I said before you got people from Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Cuba, Canada. I mean United States. So it's just it's it's to be culturally integrated. It's kind of cool. Uh, I lo- you know I love that. Uh, back back in Patterson, Louisiana. Shout out to shout out to uh, uh, Ryan once again. Uh, he, he Ryan helped build and, and raise funds for our first baseball locker room. So keep keep in mind, Patterson. I think when 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 I went in there, we still had like the uh, like we still had the gates right mm-hmm. uh, in front of the dugout. So we didn't have an open dugout, and then we we got a a, a locker room and we called it Club Juice. Don't know why we call it Club Juice, but we call it Club Juice. And we had a speaker station. We used to play Cadillac on 22s. Cadillac on 22s. <laughs> <laughs> bro, we were just lit up. And, man, it just – it's nostalgia, bro. It's – it's uh, you know, I remember specific people do you know, just acting up in their in their own way. I mean, you just got here. Like, would you kind of say that the same about the clubhouse energy? Yeah, I got here on, what, Thursday? And, like, so I've only been here for half a week. But, like – like you said, we had guys from all over the place, but one thing that brought us together is baseball, and we're all there for the same thing. Like, we're all trying to win. We're all trying to get better. We're all trying to get signed. Like, and everybody has baseball in common. Or the crazy thing about baseball is, like, in the world, they always joke about, like, the six degrees of separation. In baseball, it's, like, three. Like, you either played with somebody that the other guy knows, or you played summer ball with somebody you went to school with, yada, yada, yada. Like, it's crazy how small the baseball community is in itself. Then you put it into a clubhouse – and it just becomes that much smaller. Like you're close with these guys. Like I've been here for four days and I already feel like I can hang out with anybody. Like it's, it's crazy how quickly being in that environment um, can like bring guys together. The level of baseball that you guys are playing, there's such a minute few that make it to that level. You know, you're bound to know 30% of the people that the guy standing next to you knows, you know, cause it's just a, such a select group of individuals. So I, I can see that. The, it, I work in the oil field industry, and it's very similar. It's a very tight-knit, small. Uh, if you don't know the person, you know somebody that that person knows. So right, definitely exactly. can, can relate to that for sure. And then that becomes like a bonding moment because you talk about a story that you had with that guy. Like, oh, that reminds me of this time with this guy. And then all of a sudden that starts a conversation. You go on from there. And we got three hours to kill during a baseball game. So it's amazing how, how much you can learn about somebody else or, like, like you said, pick their brain, learn from them, mentor, be mentored. Like, it's – we had a lot of time to talk and be with these guys. So that definitely helps influence that culture and help you take everybody to the next level. And I mean, all it's all about connections too. I mean, some of these guys that are the older, like they have like equipment deals or energy drink deals. And like, they, they know a stature of people. It's like, okay, like if you ever need a job in the future, like you can reach out, like you play with them. So like they can vouch for you. Like they can help you get in with somebody that's hard to get into just anybody. So it's kind of like network network and baseball. People always look out for baseball people. I I feel like it's always been like that. And like people say the world's small, but the baseball world is a lot smaller. And um, it's just, it's, it's very unique. It's, 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 I've learned a lot of things throughout the years and I wouldn't trade anything for it. Yeah, you know, that, that's one thing I never even thought really thought about is like the connections and the the networking that you actually yeah. do. And you never know who's going to like play ball right. and make it to the league. And you never know who's going to play ball and like, hey, maybe they start their own business and they're super yeah, right. successful, a startup company or something like that. Right. So you should you should definitely like I think that mentoring and having a mentor and mentoring is like tried and true because what's the better way, best way to like get to know somebody you right. know, like Car- Carl mentors me all the time. I don't know if it's good information or not, but, you know, he, he, he does mentor me. It's, it's solid, bro. Like, and if I could give you one mentoring thing, like, what the fuck are you wearing right now? Are you wearing like a, <laughs> you got a, you got a muumuu on or like a scarf? Look, look, man, look, maybe if you would get on the Zoom meetings on time, maybe I wouldn't have to explain this secondly when we're live on the podcast. He's cold but in the basement. I'm in the basement, son. That's where you should be. And I'm cold, bro. I'm cold, so I got to have a blanket. I was, like, literally freezing. I'm like, dude, I, I, I told Chase I can't do it, bro. I'm sorry. I, I feel yeah. like it's kind of my, my, my pimp jacket, though, you know? Uh, it looks like an 80-year-old woman's jacket. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe she knitted it for you or something, you know? Maybe that's my go-to, man. Who knows? She's probably, 
maybe I'm maybe maybe I'm single ready to mingle. Maybe that's hey. you know, maybe that's my jam. <laughs> I want to say something, but I'm not going to. So what's it? What's your next topic? Let's move on. <laughs> I get myself in trouble. I, I know. I'm about to say. Let, I'm about to say. Let's <laughs> let's stop it while we're while we're behind, right? No, that's it. I, yeah, no. I mean, look, guys. I really appreciate kind of the insight in terms of you know. I and look, this is my own selfish kind of perspective. I've seen you know like the the road to the majors, a very like cutthroat, you know, out for blood kind of deal. But man, it seems like you guys or y'all's experience has been a little bit different than that, you know. Um, so I appreciate the kind of the the, the insight. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It, it's, it's still a business at the end of the day. It can be very cutthroat. And, I mean, no forgiveness, anything like that. But at the end of the day, it's you have to know your worth as a player and as a person. So that kind of if you can control those two things, you're going to go far in life. I mean, just because you got released or cut doesn't mean that you're a shitty person or that you're not a good baseball player. Just that means that the organization didn't see a future for you. Whereas another organization may see a future for you. So it kind of goes hand in hand. You just, it also goes back to that mental toughness. I mean, you're going to experience things that you've never thought you would experience in baseball. I mean, how you handle that is up to you. And I mean, you just, at the end of the day, what I, finally understood about two years ago was control what you can control. I mean, there's like five or six things that you can control in this game. Everything else is up for chance. I mean, so it's just show up, play hard, play aggressive. I mean, that's, that's all you really can control. Be a good yeah, well, yeah and be, sorry. Be, be a good teammate. Oh, be a good teammate. Yeah, sorry about that, Ryan. Um, have you guys that's seen a, uh, Hard Knocks? Is that what the yeah. HBO series, man, is that like the perfect definition of like, you know, it's nothing personal, right? It's just business. So when the team, when the team needs to make a decision, it, you know, it's like, Hey, come on in. You've been great for us, but Hey, we're going a different direction. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously some people catch feelings, some people don't, but that's, that's as, as is right. It's business. Yeah. Carl, were you yeah, about but, to say something? Yeah. I mean, I, look, I can kind of speak for you, Chase, uh, Ryan, I'm sure is the same, but, Y'all have had to grow up because y'all are probably, y'all was just kids when you got into it, right? I mean, 19, 20, 21, whenever, you're still just a kid. Sometimes I'm, I'm 32 and I still feel like a kid, you know, still learning, still trying to understand how everything works. And so, you know, it's, it's your first real job, so to speak, but it's not a, I mean, it's a job, but it's, it's baseball, like you were saying. So it's hard to put the two and two together as, oh, this is a business. This is my job. This is what I do for a living type deal when it's always been kind of that pastime. Right. And it, it fortunately for you guys kind of led to be your job, but that's, it's hard for that mental separation of the two, you know? Yeah. Like that being your first real job, I mean, is obviously we're really lucky to have that be a job, but at the end of the day, like it's still, you still have to show up and do your work and like, Sometimes people when it's their first job, they don't really know like what they need to do. And hopefully you have older guys that can help you like mentor you and shape you into like, Hey, here's what you do. Here's what you don't do. And that way you're not getting fined all the time. Cause that's usually the quickest way they teach you is like, Hey, you missed the gym bus. All right. Well, no, not to miss the gym bus next time or you're late, whatever. Like there are certain things that they're, you learn quick. Um, and people make sure you learn those things, but there, there's a lot of unwritten rules. Um, yeah. comes from some feel and you kind of see that and as, as we've grown up in this game I'm sure you've seen some things where like I might have done that now I know not so you see somebody else do it and you're like you kind of just like look at it you're like oh you're not supposed to do that you can't do that uh, dude dude you got you got to dig deeper into that man what get, give me like one situation as long as you can share that what's like one unwritten rule that you got to like abide by if not you're, you're yeah. shunned there's a million but like little things like guys signing baseballs mid-game like taking pictures with people during the game yeah. like it's the little things that just aren't professional and then you see guys do that at some of the lower levels or whatever or some of the stuff that people post on instagram there's like there's no absolutely no need for that to be on the internet um but I mean, it, it's a sign yeah it's almost like a sign of disrespect right like it, it's it i'm bigger than the team so i'm gonna sign this ball right, during the game right. kind of, exactly yeah. so like little things like that like just be courteous like just 
like he said it to it, like just have some feel. Like I don't know, but there, there's a lot of people that have zero feel. Like it's just you, you look at them and you're like, what the fuck are we doing? Like <laughs> you see your that, that don't beat the moment, and then you just look at yeah, it. Yeah, like like kind of have to shake your head. You can like the best way to handle it is usually like pull them aside so they don't do it again. Be like, hey, look, like, that's probably not the best way to handle this situation. Hopefully, like somebody would do in like a normal office job, like you say or do something, they don't put you on blast in front of everybody. Just kind of like guide you and push you in the right direction without having to like make you feel super embarrassed about it. But yeah, there's things that guys say and do. You're just like, you cannot do that. This better be the first and last time you ever do this. Yeah. Uh, R- like Ryan and Chase. Get- like, say. like shit on the bus. Like you don't fucking do that. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like whenever we travel, like whenever we take road games, we take like a yeah. part of Greyhound bus and there's a fucking toilet on there. I mean, it better be a great A emergency where you're seven seconds away from it being in your pants if you're going to do that. Yeah, but, like, if you got to shit, don't just fucking go shit to shit. I mean, yeah. you got to pick up the whole bus. I mean, it, it's it's not fun. I, the same I'm, bus for a week. Too, I've been so. on buses where people have done that, and, and they've actually got fined, like, 100 bucks. No kidding. <laughs> shit on the bus, yeah. Don't stick it up for everybody. I thought that's some shit you learn in grade school. Like, when you take a field trip, you don't shit on the bus. Like I mean – You'd think. Some some people's kids, man. I hear you, bro. Some people's children. If it it makes you feel any better, it does happen in an office situation, too. And I was guilty of the one doing it. And then it came full circle when I saw another younger individual in our office. And look, you know, you're you're just all about trying to make a name for yourself. How do I stick out? How do I do something different? How do I say something that maybe somebody hadn't thought about before? And unfortunately, the only way you feel like doing it is, you know, right in your face. Not you're wrong. Um, so when I saw that other guy do it, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was me five, six years ago, you know. And so it's it's crazy that you probably do it. You see it later and you say, oh, shit, I'm a kind of a dumbass, you know. So at least that's the mentorship, as long as you can talk to them about it. But, yeah, we, we've all had moments where. Oh, yeah. It's just like <laughs> one of those things that like you were talking about earlier, like, it's one of those that you got to go through it to understand what not to do. I mean, whenever I got signed, I was 17. I mean, I just came out of high school. I didn't know what the hell to do. I mean, I didn't know this world. I mean, I had to grow up quick, but I mean, you, you figure it out, you grow up. And I mean, you basically just treat it like with some respect. I mean, it's your job. I mean, respect other people, respect yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, that's it. Don't draw attention to yourself in a negative way. Yeah. Be seen for the right reasons, not the wrong ones. Carl, you, you hear that, right? Oh, I'm, just, I'm, just, one, I, I'm just making sure you hear loud and clear. You're the one making a fool of yourself at corner bar, not me. I'm just what there to make sure you don't get in trouble. <laughs> I'm just here right. so I don't get fired. That's right. That's I'm here. <laughs> Look, Chase and Ryan, can you guys please talk to Coral about how to give me feedback? Because Carl just, like, puts me on blast all the time. He's supposed to take me aside, right, and say, hey, Josh, I just want to let you know, it's probably not good to hit on the 80-year-old lady because that probably doesn't look good and not very attractive to <laughs> – See, it's one of those things. If he calls you aside and it doesn't work, then he has to put you on blast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Right, how, how do you become a Carl's team all of a sudden, bro? We just I'm, I'm playing both sides here. I'm like, hey, you know what? I agree with you that you should play the side, but I mean, if he's tried that in the past, it didn't work, then maybe this works. Carl, just talk to him like a kid. <laughs> That's what I do. I just tell him, like, hey, dude, quit being a fucking idiot, you know? And <laughs> it usually doesn't work, though. I don't know what else to do instead of, like, I'm about to tar- take my belt off and start beating them, you know, like my kids or whatever. Uh, I, may, I may like it, too. <laughs> Watch no, out. dude, why, 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 why? <laughs> you opened it up, bro. I can't, I can't help. There's probably 1942 involved, too, huh? Always, uh, bro. Always. I've, I've definitely, I've been on a tequila kick lately, so um, trying, to, trying a different, different methods, you know. Different methods. Well, that that transitions really well to kind of the next point. If we, I, you know, Chase, I just got to give a shout out, man. You're about to get married, bro. Yep right? That's freaking exciting. And then tell us, tell us about the bachelor party coming up. When, when is the date of the wedding? I did get to save the date, but uh, man, just tell us, tell us more about kind of the big life-changing events coming up. 
So we're getting married December 10th uh, in Lafayette. Um, bachelor party, I think it's October 21st to the 24th. Um, we're going to Nashville. Um, one, of, one of the events we're going is the Titans Colts game. Um, so I was, I was waiting to p figure out what day I wanted to go because I wanted to go to a Titans game and that was our only home game in October and it just so happened to be a division rival. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I basically feel like I'm married already just unofficially. <laughs> I mean, me and Taylor have been together for eight years. And let, let me just, let me just preface this to how good of, you know, future husband and husband that Carl is. And Ryan, I'll give you a shout out if you have a special lady or if you're married, but like you would a hundred percent go get poke bowl, whatever it is, if Taylor asked you to, right? Yeah, more than likely. I, I might, I might put up a fight at first, but I'm like, you know what? It's not worth it. So let's just go ahead and get it. Be a smart man, my friend, be a yeah. smart man. And that's what I'm saying, you know, and I'm too cheap to door dash it or waiter it, you know, so I'm going to go get it myself. <laughs> at least you're, you're not at corner bar, though. You're in your driveway. That's what I, I told her. She was like, oh, y'all doing a Zoom call? That's dumb. I said, it's dumb, but I'm not going to be at corner bar until 2 in the morning with JB and back <laughs> into his Jeep. Oh, my God. Let's not bring this up, okay? Let's not bring this up. But I just want to say, Chase, I'm going to check in a bag for my flight to Nashville because I'm going to just bring bottles of tequila, right? So I just want to let you know what's coming for you. We're going to take shots whenever we get there and throughout the weekend. So why don't you just, love that. Why don't you just buy the tequila once you get there? Because I, I want to take after you. You're my mentor, so I got to be a cheap ass and just buy it and then ship, you know, get it shipped. It might be, it might be cheaper back at home. You never know. It's probably going to be about the same, you know, it's after you ship it and, you know, check bags and all that shit. Like, I'm doing calculations Carl, in my head right now. Why are you being a negative Nancy, bro? I'm not being negative, bro. I'm being real. Are, are you trying, are, wait, hold on. Are you trying to pull me aside real quick and give me feedback? Because you're not doing a good job. <laughs> JB, did, did, you, did you run the numbers on this yet, you know? No, nope, I'm just – What did you say, Ryan? You got a whole Excel spreadsheet on it. I'm ready, baby. I'm ready. Remember my Turo PL I sent you, Carl? It's I didn't very... look at it. <laughs> this mother. Gosh, dog it, Carl. <laughs> Any... Let, let's talk about disappointments, right? Let's talk about I really did, quick. I looked, I looked, I did look at it because I texted you about the numbers you sent me. You oh, remember? You did. Oh, yeah, you did. You just trying to. I'm just talking with you. Trying to create some controversy. Never mind. Well, I'll, I'll change topics then if that if that's the case. I won't talk about disappointment. Let's talk about being exciting. You know, Chase, you got the you got the emblem on your shirt right now, right? Let's talk about the man with a plan, Jarvis Landry, coming back to the Saints, baby. Coming back to the boot. Jarvis, hey, I, don't I, don't know, I don't know if y'all talked about it on previous one. We, you know, we haven't even touched upon the honey badger coming back, right? Honey badger don't play no shit. Honey badger right? don't give a fuck. What? Come on. Chase, what's, what's your take, man? What, how excited are you about this? I'm, like, really excited. One of my teammates actually texted me yesterday uh, with the screenshot of Instagram that Jarvis signed with the Saints. I mean, obviously thrilled. I think we had a great draft with Chris Olave and Trevor Penning. I mean, we just got to wait and see if Jameis is ready to go day one. I mean, which everything that I've been reading, he's ahead of schedule. Um and if not, I think Taysom can do the job until Jameis is ready. I mean, big week one matchup with the Falcons. I mean. I, I personally hate that matchup, by the way. I hate that it's a division rival. I, I think all of one. I think all of NFL is like the first three weeks is all division matchups. Are they yeah. trying to make like the, the game just irrelevant or what? I don't I, like I, I don't get it. I don't know. And we're getting Will Lutz back again. So that's huge. I'm, I'm super excited for the Saints this year. I mean, should have made the playoffs last year. Damn Rams always screwing us out of it. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, you know, just looking forward to a good season. Hopefully another fantasy football championship. I mean, you know, 
You know, Chase, you don't have to. You don't have to be trading back and forth. (laughs) Look, you don't have to rub it up. Look, Chase, remember, you're supposed to take me on the side and give me feedback, bro. Of like, because I made certain trades with you, I sucked and you were really good. Okay. I mean, it's just my the players that you had were better than the ones I gave you, and I mean, (laughs) well, do Car, do you hear that? That 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 kind of sounds like collusion a little bit, you know, like. he, he just helped you to win. Did y'all split the pot at the end or something? Like, I mean, I did buy the first round at corner bar, but there was no collusion involved. I mean, he had A.J. Brown. I needed A.J. Brown. Um, he played for me for three weeks and then got hurt, so I guess it worked out either way. I mean, I gave him three players for one. I mean, you know, I had it, it a was a, it was It was a risk either way, right? It was kind of a yeah. risk on, on, bo- on both ends, and I think you, you know, you just – you kept getting the Ws. I did. Yeah, I mean – Aren't you, aren't you the commissioner, though? I was co-commissioner. Oh, co-commissioner. At least somebody else was there was uh, hopefully keeping it fair and balanced. So, you know, so we, we had a commissioner, and then me and Clayton were co-commissioners. Trust me. Trust me, uh, Carl. There were many of many of people in this fantasy football league that was keeping things fair, right? Like, I think I had, you know, with COVID times, right? I think I had like a, a guy on IR and I had him on the COVID spot instead of IR spot. And he was like, hey, commissioner, hopefully he doesn't listen to the pod, but he's like, hey, commissioner, Josh, Josh has an extra person on the IR, uh, the COVID spot when he's really on IR. I'm like, bro, he's a sucky bitch player anyway, if you're really that pissed off. right? Like, it doesn't matter. It might have been like hey. really much on IR just hoping he comes back. Like, it's <laughs> a kicker, bro. JB, JB, the rules are the rules, and we have to follow them, okay? Rules are you know, made to be broken. Boom, Chase said it right. Chase said it right. Ryan, I want I to know, know your perspective, man. Where, where, what's your take on NFL football? Do you have a team, right? Are you a Saints fan? If not, we just need to kick you off the pot. No, I'm kidding. No, what, what's, your, what's your perspective at NFL, man? Uh, growing up, we didn't really have anything. I mean, we have the CFL, but, like, nobody cares. So we didn't really grow up. I had some buddies that were like Colts fans, and I was like, I don't know why you guys have any ties to that or whatever. So um, I didn't really get into football until I got down to school. And then it was kind of like, all right, if I have to pick a team, then it's either going to be the Buffalo Bills because they're two, two and a half hours away from where I grew up, or I spent eight years living in Arizona, so it would be the Cardinals, um, which 10 years ago would have been bad for both. But now they're both good, so I feel like kind of a win-win. Um, you got an AFC team and an NFC team, so I guess you you chilling. Exactly. You, go, you got, you go you got it covered. Yeah. So um, I've fallen a little bit more. I mean, I watch it more now than I did in the past, but like still still learning a lot about it. Um, haven't followed it as long as you guys have, obviously. So you guys have players, you guys know the fantasy football in and outs. If I played fantasy football, that'd be an absolute gong show. Like that would not, I'd be the one trading away my best player, not even knowing. Like, I just don't follow it that closely. I enjoy watching it, but definitely more of a hockey guy, obviously more of a baseball guy. So watch it, enjoy it, hang out with the boys and watch it. But aside from that, I am a novice. Ryan, you sound pretty much exactly like me when I play fantasy football. So, (laughs) 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 and I was born and raised, you know, when I first started playing fantasy football, I actually did win. Um, And then, uh, you know, ever since then, I've just sucked, right? Yeah, and that kind of goes all downhill from there. Oh man, I, maybe some beginner's luck. I don't, I don't know what the heck is up. That that kind of goes along with my disappointment thing, right? I want to know y'all's perspective on like sports betting, Carl. I don't know if you've like dabbled in this at all, and like if you guys don't want to share, it's no big deal. But like, I can tell you, I won like two hundred fifty bucks for the Super Bowl, and my account went from like three hundred dollars to like now it's like thirty dollars, right? So I don't know if I'm just like horrible at it. Or what? But do you guys think there's like a key to sports betting? Like, do you have to just like know your stuff? What's y'all experience with it? Vegas knows, dude. That's that's what I was gonna say. That Vegas knows Vegas way knows. better than they'll know way better than you knowing your stuff. I mean, when they when they hit a line by half a point oh. and they're right they're right there on the line, they know what they're doing, you know. And and they follow the money and they move the line based on the money, and they get to see that you don't. Um, I like sports betting a lot more when I had to do it through somebody else than through an app. So now that it's legal, I like it less, I guess. I don't know. Um, I know that's tell, really I about say, Carl, but, what, what is that? Tell, I need to know more about that. Like why through a person? Like through a bookie? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Just just a relationship, you think? Uh, some of it, you know. I mean, it was just uh, it's more fun because it was illegal, right? But, you know, <laughs> And now, now that it's legal, it's like, uh, it, it almost seems like it's too computerized now because the line, the lines are so tight. And when you see, when you see like a game that's five to 10 points, depending on the sport, right. But, um, let's say baseball, for instance, the line set at five and the, uh, the over under, let's say, and then they score 10 runs. You're like, Oh shit, they missed that. But you rarely ever see that. It's like uh, they'll set it at seven and a half, and they'll either score seven or eight. And it's like you, you can't win. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. So I just don't, you know? I mean, me personally, I, I don't like betting in general because I like my money. And I, I feel like aside from fantasy football and, like, little, like, betting on the Kentucky Derby, like, you just draw a random horse type thing. Aside from that, like, I don't mess with the lines or anything like that just because one I like my money too much and two I really don't know enough about it it's like yeah Kansas City's playing the Jets and it's the Jets are plus 14 and a half and then Kansas City fucking loses it's like damn you just lost your money so it's like so I just I don't I don't get into that I mean I've never I don't even like gambling at a casino just because I don't like to lose my money Case, can, can, yeah, can we go have coffee whenever you get back so you can, you know, put me on the side and, and talk to me about this? I'm, I'll mentor you. Just like, man, you, you, you work so hard for this. <laughs> the money you bet, you can go get you a 12-pack. No, no, the money. You engage to the game, you know? Like, I don't really know a ton about football, but it's like, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll throw a little bit of money on this. And it keeps you engaged, and then you care. Like, you guys have your That's teams. Point. Like, I, I don't really care, but, like, Okay, you do a little bit of research. You're like, all right, they're plus seven and a half. Like, this guy's been playing well. This guy's been playing well. It's like, all right, I think this guy's going to go off. Obviously, it's an instinct. Not a ton of science behind it. But, like, then you're actively engaged. You're more willing to watch it. So, like, I'm not the guy that's doing $1,000 parlays. But, like, throw a little money here, a little money there. You care a little more. It's fun. You win, great. If not, hey, you lost 10 bucks. And then you're pissed if your team lost, too. So, it's a double whammy. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Ryan. Speaking, you, oh, go ahead, Carl. Sorry. I was going to say, speaking of which, if you ever really want to watch or follow NFL football, Ryan, play fantasy football. You will watch games that you will never have watched before. That's crazy. I stayed up. We started that last year. That's just like this is the most irrelevant game. The two worst teams. You're just like, all right, well, you're here you we fucking are. Fucking like, go, go, go. And then it sucks when you have one, one team, you have the defense from the other, or vice versa. And you're like, all right, well, I need you to not suck, but I also need you to do better. Like, how do you to lose loops? I mean, I'm I'm staying up on Thursday night for a nine o'clock kickoff to watch the fucking Browns play the fucking Dolphins or something. And two teams <laughs> I don't get two shits about, and stay up till midnight watching the shit. You know. I'm like, okay, this was fucking stupid, but I had to do it, you know. So, I actually I stopped playing fantasy football for that reason because I spent entirely too much time watching football. Uh, I'm so I was trying like, to stress in my life either, you know. Like we got enough other stuff going on. I'm stressing over how guys are doing at midnight. We got a game the next day. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, no, exactly. Like I can't, I can't imagine like some of the nights that JB and I have gone out, and then going to the office the next day, like. I couldn't do shit like that or football, watch it, whatever, and try and go play or do something physical like what y'all go do, you know? Or you constantly check your lineup every single day. You're like, who's on the waiver wire? Who 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 can I trade for it? Did it 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 consumes you, but that's again, I like it because fantasy football is in my off season, so I literally have nothing to do all day. So it's sometimes I'll stay up till like three, four o'clock in the morning just to make sure I can check the waiver wire and be like I'm that first guy on that waiver wire. Yeah, baby. I love it. Well, no, I think all you guys make a really good point. The uh, since sport, sports betting, I travel a lot. So like state of Florida, I would, I would be able to do it. But then when I come back to Louisiana, I wouldn't be able to do it. So since it became legal in Louisiana, I'm like, this is the most engaged I've ever been in the NBA, right? I've never really like given it a chance. I'll watch the finals, right? But I've never been as engaged, even like when it comes to individual players, you know, like, hey, I'll bet five bucks on like, you know, um, I don't know, Chris Paul to to score 30 or something like that. Right. And it just makes it a little bit 
more engaging, which can be worth it, right? Now, if you lose a bunch of money like I've done, it's not not that fun. But you know, I think nah, you're two, losing two, money, two, that's not real money. But if you just leave it in the account, that's not real money. You put in five bucks, you have to walk out with three hundred. That was three hundred bucks you weren't counting on. That's house Ooh. money. Good point. Thank you for making me feel better, Ryan. Can can we ha- can we hang out personally? Because this is great. <laughs> Carl, I'm turning you in, you and Tyler in, and Ryan and Chase are going to come on the podcast. <laughs> That's fine, bro. I just want to know when there, when or where is the closest that you guys come? Kentucky. Kentucky is the closest y'all come. Dude, let's all drive, right. bro. Let's drive. All right, so I'm, I'm a driving motherfucker. That's all I do. But yeah, so if we, we we play teams that we play in. Kentucky, West Virginia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and New York. Okay. Where at? Where at? Where at in PA? York. All right. So if me and JB come, and Ryan pitch to me, and you catch, and then I'm gonna hit him. I'm gonna take him to the house. Yeah. You can try. I got it, bro. I I can see now. Okay. I can see. I love it. I love it. Get an open tryout for Carl. Yeah, I can't. I look. It's like a five four forty. Okay, so like I'm not fast. All right. <laughs> a five four forty. <laughs> Is this supposed to be the opposite? I, in high school, I ran a four eight. But you no, know, Carl. That was a long pu- time ago. Yeah, hold on. Push off. Push off on the good calf, not the bad calf, though. Right, just the yeah. good calf. Isn't that Ryan, picture it, framed in your house, JB? I was gonna it, say, it, look, right, right. In the bathroom, you're invited to my house anytime you come to Louisiana, okay? And you gotta go pee to just even if you don't need to pee, just go pee in the guest bathroom, and you're gonna see. Why calls. can't he just? Why can't he just walk in there? Why do you have to say he has to go pee? Just tell him to go look at it, bro. Maybe he needs him. to go pee. Why? Why else do you go to the bathroom? You don't go to the bathroom just to look at art. You know, you know what it, there you go. Even though it is a piece just, of art, piece of art. You just made it weird, bro. You got nothing appraised. We should. Thank you, Ryan. Let's go. They got an insurance policy on that calf, Carl. The, the right one is a thing of, of beauty. The left one leaves a lot to be desired. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's, I don't know what happened. Um, it's right like a, not, I don't know what it is, bro. It's like a birth defect, you know? <laughs> no, guys, Carl and I were supposed to be working out, but Carl never wants to come to the gym with me, so. You don't invite me, motherfucker. What you talking about? <laughs> But you never fucking home. What do you mean? We go work out virtually. I'm put the zoom on. You go watch me squat. We could, man. It may be weird, but we could get do that it. Peloton. What, what they call that workout mirror? It's not Peloton. No, it's oh, me- the mirror. Tonal. Yeah. Tonal. Oh, tonal. tonal's. Yep. Tonal mirror Peloton. They all have some. Well, got guys like uh. So I I talked about it kind of last podcast when me and my brother were on, but um I think he kind of changed the topic. I didn't get to give my predictions for the NBA finals. But um, right now, it's, it's, it's really, you know, coming to an end here, right? We have Miami and Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then we have Golden State for sure in the Western. And then we have, uh, I think the game started at 7 Central between uh, Phoenix and then Dallas. Who do you guys have, man? Who's going to be in the finals? Who do we have uh, maybe taking this bad boy home? Phoenix wins. Phoenix is my pick. If Dallas wins, fortunately, I'm going to take Golden State again. Yeah, it's not a bad pick. They're they're Golden State's kind of steamrolling right now. Yeah. Who you got? Who you got, Ryan? I, mean, I was hoping for Phoenix. I mean, spent a lot of time out there, so I was hoping for them to bring one back to the valley. But that doesn't look great right now. But gotta go with Gold or uh, Golden State. I mean, big fan of Steph Curry. So whatever he can do, I mean, that guy just knows how to win. Knows how to build a team. We talked about culture earlier. You want to talk about a guy that knows how to build a culture, clubhouse, or locker room. It's, it's, he's a guy that's tough to bet against. So, for that reason, he he he's a he's a great athlete. He's talented at what he does. I I think I'd even mention like one of the best shooters, like just natural prime shooters in the past decade or two. Um, and he's he's easy to cheer for, right? Um, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on the on the eastern side of things. I'm gonna actually pick the Celtics, man. I feel like watching them against Milwaukee. Um, you know, what's my boy, uh, Matumbo? What's his name? Mm-hmm. Not Matumbo. Yeah, I mean, you talk about like he is a driving force, right? And so for the set, what he scored like 40, oh, like not, M- not, Matumbo this, don't play not Matumbo, son. Hold on. What's, <laughs> <laughs> remember, guys, I just started paying attention. 
No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's Matumbo. Yeah, he's like he's like seventy years old right now. Bro. <laughs> what's, what's my boy's name from Milwaukee, Carl? You're talking about Giannis? Oh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Y'all. Uh, right? Just a little bit, right? <laughs> so, I mean, just to see, I think last game, game six, he put up like 44 points. I mean, he was the reason why these guys were still even in the game, right? They ended up losing, I think, earlier today. Um, man, the Celtics just seemed like an all-around um, driving force. And if they can stop that guy, they can pretty much stop everybody. So, I'm, go- I'm going with the Celtics. And I think for, for Milwaukee's sake, uh, Chris Middleton was hurt, if I'm not mistaken. He's kind of like their, their scoring threat outside of uh, Giannis. So, you know, that, that really hurt him. But <clears throat> the Celtics have played, played really hard. Um, good team. You know, they've been right around it for the last, it feels like every year for the last 10 years, just not really able to get over that hump. Um, I still, maybe it's because I'm, I'm biased to the Western Conference. And thinking that the West has always been good, um, but kind of think Golden State's going to take it. Uh, it. Just it's hard. Like uh, I think Chase said, or Ryan, you know, it's hard to bet against Steph Curry, um, especially when he's playing like he is now. So it'll it'll be interesting to see. Um, but then again, I also thought the Suns were going to steamroll the Mavericks. You know, so it's 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 crazy. It's been a this has probably been one of the best years for parity in the NBA that I've seen or can remember in a long time. It seems like the best team from the regular season steamrolls their way to the, to the finals. They win and nobody's surprised. This year, it's kind of a toss-up. Um, I mean, the Pelicans are my team, so, you know, they put the Suns to the limits. Um, but then after that, I thought, okay, the Suns are going to steamroll their way to the conference finals and be very competitive well it doesn't look like they're going to get out of the second round you know so uh, it's it's kind of crazy it's a good it's a good year it's a good year if you like competition um once your team's out that's what you want to see you want to see good games being played whether it's football baseball basketball doesn't matter if you're going to watch it 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 needs to be competitive or else you're just going to turn it off you know since since we're on predictions let's go uh early super bowl Matchup. Woo! Way oh, oh my gosh, Chase. Oh man, I gotta like this is this involves some soul searching here, bro. Did Brady have one more. Knowing Brady, I would say yes, there's a possibility, right? Um man, you know, I, I'm just true and true a Saints fan, right? So if Jameis can come with his shit. I think we could be a real potential. A huge threat. A huge threat, man. Uh, like, when, when you look at even the division, I'm not, like, this year, I'm not afraid of Atlanta. Normally, every year, I'm afraid of it. Not afraid, but, like, they're a threat, right? Carolina. Carolina you know, it, and so Tampa, when you think about it, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay is really the only big threat. So, man, if we can have an easy division uh, or an easier division like some of these other teams do, uh, it, it'll prime us up for it. But Oh man, just because I'm like a, a Houdat Nation fan, I'm gonna say honestly a, a, a I hate to even say it, man. I'm gonna say a rematch of 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 the NFC. No, no, I can't say that. I'm gonna say a rematch for the NFC division game: Saints versus Rams, where Saints win and they are going to play. Oh geez, man, Chase, this is tough. Who are they gonna play? I think the Bills. You think the bill is finally time for those guys to come through? I mean, they. I want to say they drafted. Uh, oh, they they took Dalvin Cook's brother at running back. That I, I feel like that was their only weak spot. I mean, they just signed Von Miller. I mean, like that. Who is football? I mean, Joe Burrow might have another electric year. I mean, uh, Russell Wilson in Denver. I mean, you never know. But I I I think. The AFC NFC matchup will be Saints Rams, and then Buffalo, and I'm going out on a whim here, Las Vegas. Ooh, nice! You I got like a lot it. of faith. In, a lot of faith in Derek Carr, yeah. I mean, new new team, new receiver. I mean, Devontae Adams. I mean, you never know. 
As long as you didn't say Cincinnati Bills, uh, Bengals, excuse me. As long as you didn't say Cincinnati, I'm happy with you, Chase. We got to go to the Saints-Bengals game in New Orleans. I'm down. down. Tell me in, bro. I'll talk, I'll talk shit all day about Joe Burrow. <laughs> oh, Lord. Why? Why, though? Because everybody else sucks his dick. That's why. It just sounds like you're jealous, bro. Maybe I am. So you were going for the Rams in the Super Bowl last year? That's why I'm 250 bucks up and I'm down to 30 because I how you gonna root against Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? Chase, you know, Carl and Tyler will never understand this because when you go to Corner Bar Youngsville and it's the AFC championship game and you feel like it's a Saints game because everybody's cheering for the Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals. There's no ties to the I was there for that day. We did a podcast that day. You weren't there that you know exactly what I mean. No, it, 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 there, no. There's an anger that root that that derives inside. Okay, so you you can't differentiate the fact of like rooting for people that you like that used to play on your team and being a bandwagon fan. So you confuse those two things because you think they're they're one and the same. But you can cheer for guys who play for a team and not be a bandwagon fan. So <clears throat> what you didn't see is that, yeah, during the regular season, they didn't play the Bengals games, right? But I can guarantee you that there would have been people there to watch it. No? Well, can, can, I, can I read the description of what bandwagon fan means? Sure. I had to Google it really quick. A bandwagon fan snubs people who, who to start follow or root for a particular sports team. They jump on the bandwagon. After they start winning a lot of games and become more popular, no, exactly. People started following them when the players that they liked started playing on their fucking team. Nobody watched. Nobody watched the Bengals. Nobody watched the Bengals when he got his ACL. Most people didn't even know. Most people didn't even know that Joe. They were on fucking TV. (laughs) Most people didn't even know that Joe Burrow got his knee hurt the year before. Oh my god! I'm just saying. When they started winning, everybody started being a Joe Burrow fan. You fucking, you caused my, <laughs> my blood pressure to go up. <laughs> Love you too, girl. No, this is, I, look, this is me pulling you aside. You're a fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that, that, that seems like a perfect way to end this thing, Carl. What do you think? I, yeah, go ahead. Because I don't know who's going to win. One thing I do want to say about the Saints real oh, quick. Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. No, no, fuck you. My opinion doesn't matter. You know. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing that worries me about the Saints is that one with Jarvis Landry, happy to have him, but with the contract that he signed, there's something going on where nobody really wanted him. You know what I'm saying? The other side of it is, is Michael Thomas going to be in question to start the season? Because it's yes, we need a wide receiver help regardless. I think. Dennis Allen came out and said, like, there's still some hurdles that he has to, to cross before he can even be considered to play. So most of our assumptions are that game one, week one, he's ready to go. I'm not so sure that that's the case. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, so that's one in, in, injury to watch as well as Jameis. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. I don't know who's going to win. Um, if it's not the Saints – I'd want it to be the Bengals. So, you know, <laughs> that's you not because big... I'm a fan. It is. No, that's not. No. I hope, I don't know who the Bengals drafted in the in the draft, but I hope it was some offensive linemen, like five of them, because uh, they probably need five new ones. Carl, do, do you have any tattoos? Do what? Do you have any tattoos? Yeah, I got a Bengals one on my chest. No, I was going <laughs> to say, we should we should make a bet right now live on the pod. That if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, uh, I'll get a Bengals tattoo. And if they don't, you get it. Why in the fuck would I do that? Like, that's not worth my fucking. Oh, look, you if I was a Saints. signatures on your ass. If I was a Saints fan, maybe, maybe uh, you know, you may reconsider that because you're just that confident in the Saints. No, because whenever anybody makes any kind of claim or tattoo of a team on their body you know it usually goes bad you know what i'm saying i know that's usually before it happens but 
uh, usually that's a that's a bad indication. It's almost like getting a woman's name tatted on your body, right? You probably have a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carl, why do I love you so much, man? I, I don't know, honestly, because I'm just mean to you, you know? <laughs> you mean, but in a loving way. That's it. It's all about, it's like constructive criticism, I you know? That. It's, it's not about, like, what happens, but how you respond, you know? And you respond well yeah. to it most of the time, even though you don't listen. But, you know. Talk about from a mentor. That, that's it. I'm just, I'm mentoring, you know? Look, Ryan and Chase, what y'all don't understand is that outside of this podcast, Carl and I, will be on the phone for like an hour and a half just talking about life right and it's really decent legit conversation it's not all this bs that we talk about on here and so shout out to you and i carl because we we have intellectual conversations it's for the, it's, oh, it's for the camera but here we go yeah but look <laughs> I, I'll, I'll pat my i'll pat my bougie blanket come on man. so well look chase ron thank y'all for having us um or thanks for being on with us, you know. Um, I'd love to come up to Kentucky, not really to Kentucky, but, you know, to come see you guys. Um, <laughs> there's not much else in Kentucky I can think of, maybe whiskey, but, uh, you know. Whiskey and moonshine and horses. Uh, hey, I could get down with that and baseball. So yep. that might have to be a little summer road trip. Come on out. Just let me know. We can leave y'all however many tickets y'all want. Like a thousand. Can we like bring bring a Just thousand? Just stadium. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, guys, you good, JB? I'm perfect, man. Guys, thank once again, thank thanks for coming on. Really, really appreciate y'all insight, y'all putting up with our stuff. And uh, man, look, it, last thing I'll say, Carl, and then we can close it up is that if you get anything from this podcast, man, listen to these two guys. If you have any, um, you know, future plans of playing in in baseball uh, outside of high school or just in any athletic setting outside of high school ball, man, these guys are bringing some great knowledge to us and uh, listen to these guys, right? This is how you learn and adapt. So appreciate it, guys. Once again, thanks for coming on. Carl, take us out, babe. Yeah. Hey, would y'all mind us checking in with y'all every now and then? Of course, of course. See, see where y'all been, where y'all traveled to, how do you do? Did you go three for ten or like one for ten, you know? Come on, I, I, I did hit a homer last night. Damn, Steve. go ahead, bro. Yeah. I like and that, bro. And a double. Go ahead, man. That's awesome. I want to hear more of that, you know? And then today went over two, so, you know. Part of the process, hey, baby. That's, that's, you know, that's 50%. Two for two yesterday, 0 for two today, you know, hey, I'll take that any day of the week. Little victories, that's all that matters. Little victories. Ryan threw a no-no yesterday, so he's, he's always on cloud nine. <laughs> threw a no-hitter in my live VP. <laughs> Love well, guys, thank you all so much. This has been episode 42 of Drunk on a Bucket. We'll be here next week, hopefully. You know, if JB's – JB ain't going to be home for I don't know how long. So, you know. Thank y'all. All right, see you later, guys.